Welcome to the Mission Matters podcast, celebrating the people and initiatives that embody the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University, celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old-plus mission that is St. Louis U, brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. So welcome back to Mission Matters. I am Virginia Herbers, the Director of Mission Formation, and I am pleased to have with us today Dr. Danny Willis, who is the Dean of the School of Nursing and also professor in that school, and also Dr. Joanne Schneider, who is a professor in the School of Nursing. So Danny and Joanne, welcome. Great to be here. As we record this, we are working from home on a snow day, so apologies up front for any of the blips that might be coming through on this particular podcast. But other than that, I want to jump right in here and hear from the two of you about what it is that the SLU community needs to know about the School of Nursing. Sure. Thank you, Virginia, for this opportunity, and I'm, I'm really thankful uh, for Joanne to be here with me as well. So this is, this is a great opportunity. I grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi. Some people know of that place uh, because of a famous musician named Elvis, who was also <laughs> born there, <laughs> but I have no relation. <laughs> but uh, I, I started my life there uh, to wonderful parents and grew up in a very rural community and um, really excellent background in terms of just being loved and being in a small community and knowing everyone. And so that's where I began. Uh, my mom's family was from Louisiana. So I spent a lot of my childhood in the very deep South. I loved it. And uh, I went to uh, get my bachelor's degree in nursing at the University of Mississippi uh, Medical Center in Jackson, Mississippi. That was after having majored in biology uh, at Mississippi State University. So I realized as I was finishing up, I'd really kind of found my place, you know, that nursing was really combined my love of science, which I love science, I love research, but also the humanitarian piece, which, you know, at that point in time, I may not have been as conversant in or as um, eloquent in the way I would frame it, but it was really that kind of humanitarian piece that was a part of me. And so nursing brought both of those together. I fell in love with psychiatric and community health nursing. Those were the two areas that really resonated with me. Uh, thinking now, I know the terms of resonate and I know discernment in these terms that I got later in my life from being in Jesuit education settings. But the resonance with people who are marginalized, stigmatized, and living with mental illness really spoke to me. And that's where I found my calling. It really was a calling. And so I am a psychiatric nurse. Started out in psychiatric nursing when I graduated with my bachelor's in nursing and have never strayed from that path. This is 32 years later. So um, wow. went on and did my master's in psych mental health. So I'm currently board certified by the American Nurses Credentialing Center in psych mental health nursing as an advanced uh, practice nurse. Went to Boston College after finishing my doctorate at LSU Medical Center in New Orleans. Um, and that was a focus on research uh, as, a, as a doctoral student and theory development and those types of things. And uh, spent uh, from 2004 to 2017 at Boston College, first as an assistant professor, then tenured associate professor, then department chair. And it was absolutely wonderful. The immersion in that way of proceeding that Boston College modeled and that I became a major part of 
is in me now. That's who I am. I left Boston College in 2017 to go out to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and I served there as an associate dean for academic affairs and school of nursing with oversight over, you know, academic programs from the baccalaureate all the way up to the PhD. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. But deep down, I knew that my next path really was to get back what I consider to be home. And home was coming back to uh, Jesuit Catholic higher education. You know, as I was moving through that discernment period, I thought, you know, I miss it so much. I mean, I continue to live from that value orientation, but um, I wanted to be back in a place where it was the um, emphasis and it was the motto and it was the way of proceeding. And so I interviewed to be dean here and God was good. And here I am now almost two years. It's just been a wonderful experience. And that is a lot of information. I'm taken so much by so many different pieces of that. So geographically, you just really made a big triangle, I guess it is. Yeah. (laughs) South to East Coast to Madison down to St. Louis. So geographically, that's one way of looking at it. But then I love that concept of being immersed in the Jesuit way of proceeding at BC and then heading to a very large state institution at Madison and feeling called back to the Jesuit world here at SLU. So our benefit. It's how it unfolded. It's a blessing to be back. So you've been in the role at the School of Nursing for how long now? So July of 2020. So coming up on two years. Okay, Joanne, let's turn it to you. So I, um, like Danny, I was born in and raised in rural Missouri, just south of here, St. Genevieve, Missouri, supposedly the oldest town west of the Mississippi. And I was born and raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school and high school down there. Then I got my bachelor's at Southeast Missouri State University in Cape Girardeau. Then, you know, I was a critical care nurse for a while. I worked at Barnes here in St. Louis, but then I married my college sweetheart, And he was in the Air Force, so we moved to California. Um, Most of the time in California was spent in Southern California, where we had two children. And then, of course, you know how the Air Force goes. You are military, you you move around every so many years. So we were out there about four and a half years. Then we moved to Kansas, Wichita. So I got my master's degree at Wichita State University. Okay, so then there was always something pulling me to research and publish, research and publish. So eventually I had to look at a PhD program and I went to um, University of Kansas. Then I moved the family. It was my turn to move the family to St. Louis for a postdoc at WashU. And then after a three-year postdoc at WashU, you know, I didn't want to move the kids again. They were, you know, pre-adolescent. And so I interviewed at different schools in the area. But when I interviewed at SLU, I remember just before my presentation, I was standing in what's the Dean's conference room and uh, I saw their mission statement framed And it was so me. (laughs) So I was really glad that I got offered a position here at SLU. And it really has fit. I hadn't worked anyplace else. And I really didn't know Jesuits. I've never been around Jesuits. So I really like the Jesuit feel. And you could really feel the Jesuit mission in the teaching. 
and the way faculty approach students. I don't know. That kind of brings me to today. I've been there ever since. So that's it. (laughs) Very good. All right. So I'm going to ask each of the two of you to kind of reflect a little bit and tell me what have been Danny, either in your role as Dean and getting comfortable here at SLU, what have been some of the good surprises or some of the good distinctions that you've experienced? And Joanne, maybe what have been some of the more life-giving elements of your work, your ministry in nursing? Thanks. It was great hearing your story, Joanne, as well. I think that there have been so many good surprises. Uh, I I don't know if they're surprises in a way, but, um, you know, good things that I can think about. And one of the things I really like is that um, our faculty and students are absolutely top-notch and committed. You know, we have really excellent students who are devoted to the mission of nursing. You know, the mission of nursing is very much congruent with our mission as a university, And there are many ways to talk about that. But I I think that's one thing that I really love. I do believe that our professors really view teaching as a vocation and a calling and a service to others, which is really, you know, very congruent with um, the principles of, you know, Jesuit proceeding and education, really impressed with that. One of the things in that regard, too, I very early on, I got to meet with um, Christina McGrordy, who's one of our professors, and she is someone that I've officially given the title of coordination of mission and identity for the School of Nursing in liaison with a larger university. And one of the things that she has really been a proponent for that I am impressed by is that she really is leading thinking around the pedagogical paradigm that we call nation pedagogy and really um, engaging in her courses and bringing this to the faculty for discussions in terms of brown bags and those types of things around that paradigm, which involves the context in which life experiences happen, what those experiences are, and then that reflection on those experiences, and then what actions, the uh, contemplative in action idea, the evaluation. And that, that model also really aligns with nursing education. So, I mean, that's another really good thing. And, you know, just the community, the SLU community, I've been very impressed with the openness, the collaboration, and the sense of um, coming together in a very thoughtful, again, the Jesuit way of proceeding, thinking through the many challenges that we've had during this time that I've been dean and the university has been experiencing as we've been living through COVID. There's never a time when I feel like we make uh, decisions in a uh, unthoughtful way. I think there's always data gathering, listening, discerning, reflecting back on our values and our mission and what we're here for and our ultimate purpose and making decisions based on a lot of feedback. And I've been very happy with that model and impressed with it. That's very good to hear. In our university leadership and various meetings that we're in, there's a modeling of the Jesuit way of proceeding. And I've just been very impressed. (laughs) From the beginning, it was, you know, like I said, I I didn't know Jesuits. And oh my gosh, I was just kind of almost like blown away at the acceptance of all of such diversity and and the non-judgmental view of, of Jesuits. I also really 
love the idea that there is acceptance, encouragement of spirituality in life, work life. Like in the school of nursing, we have, we have a prayer room because we have so many Muslims and, you know, it can be used by anybody, but that is what really was the impetus. Um, And one of the things that's just so striking to me was just how, um, how much faculty cares about students. I mean, they really work to help every student succeed. And I remember early on, you know, we had a good number of Thai students. One of our, maybe our first one was, um, I'd say an extrovert. And the word around Thailand was go to St. Louis University and be treated like family. And uh, we just had so many Thai students there for a while. I would so agree. I mean, I think it's just, uh, it's a blessing, right? It's something to be thankful for every day that we live and move and breathe and have our being in this space, right? That is focused on the greater good. It's focused on openness, uh, conversation, dialogue, being, being present for each other, authenticity of being, all those concepts that um, they're a part of our way of proceeding. They're a part of our way of thinking and being. And so I just feel very blessed and thankful that I can say these things, right? I'm in a position where I can talk to faculty about these things. I can talk to students and live that mission. It's wonderful. I think there's such healing and comfort and peace that comes from as Joanne's mentioning, how cool is that? We have a prayer, meditation, quiet, wonderfully conditioned space and environment for people to uh, live out their faith and for us to be all together in a loving, compassionate space. That is what the world needs from my Absolutely. perspective. So I'm hearing a lot of Ignatian language. So the way of proceeding and all the things we're using to describe the cura personalis, right? So Danny, you touched on this a little bit ago, but maybe let's articulate, let's put some verbiage around how does everything that goes on at the School of Nursing embody the mission of SLU and not just um, express our identity, but actually help to form it? Because I don't think it's a question that it does. So maybe the question of how, and just see what kind of words you can get around that question. I can lead off there and then Joanne will come in. In nursing, at least, you know, I think nursing is such a wonderful model, not that other disciplines aren't, but I think nursing is such a wonderful model of that um, transformation of heart that occurs when you are in the face of human suffering. And that is a major component of nursing right, is to uh, bring healing and the alleviation or the amelioration of suffering in the work that we do with our hands every day in our bodies and our being, our physical presence. It's just such an interesting model because there's such an alignment, right? I mean, some of the key ideas we teach nurses are, you know, empathy, compassion, suffering. I mean, these are, these are concepts that are central to the discipline of nursing. And the value of the environment, right? And the family and the context. And so when I think about Ignatian pedagogical paradigm, when you think about how it is through having human 
to human encounters and experiences and encounters in the larger human world that move us, that speak to us, that something we're struck by. And then for us to be in attendance to that, aware of that and asking ourselves how that relates to our purpose and our meaning. And ultimately, you know, when you think about higher purpose, greater good, how is this contributing to the betterment of the world, right? And the work that we're doing. And in nursing, whether it's taking care of a person's wound, whether it's being with someone in what would be a joyful moment at the emergence of a new life, or whether it is at a time of uh, transition from this physical uh, embodiment that we are into uh, past that or beyond that. Those are really powerful moments that transform not only one's thinking and consciousness, but one's heart and being. And when you provide a space for that reflection and you provide a space for that um, emotional processing and cognitive processing that allows for the emergence of spiritual insights, physical you know, insights, whatever they may be, that in itself is transformative. When you encounter the other, and you are affected by your encounter with the other, which hopefully that's every encounter we have, and we think about that, then that becomes um, a uh, mechanism by which transformation occurs. That was just beautifully expressed. Joanne, you want to add to that? Experiences of encountering the other. I've always really loved, as a nurse, being with people at the most difficult times the times when maybe they were facing a very difficult new diagnosis or death. So that's nursing, you know, but I, in in the school of nursing, what just comes to my head was um, three students had gone through a very difficult experience with one of their colleagues. And when they came to talk to me, they came in closed the door, all three of them, the four of us sat around a table. They said nothing. And their eyes were just full of tears. And just that encounter, there was just so much connection there. Being with in their journey. And of course, it's also really great to see all those students go on and take the same experience encountering that they got to their future students. I mean, I mentor the way I was mentored and I just assume that the people I mentor go on to mentor how they were mentored. So I think I'm struck by two things. First of all, you know, Joanne, as you kind of get choked up about this, there's so much heart in what you're saying. And there's so much humanity in, in how the two of you are describing the entire mode of operation down at the School of Nursing. But secondly, I think to just let you two here and through you, hopefully everyone down at the School of Nursing, to let you hear that what you are called to do to witness to suffering and to rush headlong into it so that you contend. And so that you can be that presence and provide that encounter, that is not necessarily a common 
characteristic that folks share. So I think to thank you for your willingness to see pain and suffering and say, that's where we need to be. I mean, I think as a Jesuit institution, that is something that we strive for and so many of us commit to, but I venture to say it's not instinctual for a lot of folks. And it sounds to me from the two of you that it is an instinct. You know, that is, that is a beautiful way to, um, you know, summarize it. And um, I think people move into nursing and want to be in the nursing profession because they probably inherently have a compassionate heart, you know, uh, and I would say that if they don't, when they come in, beware, because, you know, you're, you're going to go through a transformative process. You can't help but be transformed by those experiences. What great reward at the end of the day to know that you've been, you've been a healing presence for another person. And sometimes it's just as Joanne described, it's just being present allowing for that um, being to unfold, to open up as it is intended to open up without judgment. Or Another thing I, I come to a lot is, you know, I think we're somewhat of a quick fix society where we look for quick fixes. Mm-hmm. More often than not, there's, that's not the path, I, I think. Life is complex and difficult at times and challenging and and quick fixes, while they may feel nice, right? Ultimately, we're all on this journey of discovering our best self to try and be more uh, of a mirror of the divine. And I know that's way out there, but that's how I think. And I think that in those encounters, that's where you encounter the divine, the love, the healing, the presence, the openness, and yeah. then that, that becomes a healing space, I do believe. Yeah, I don't think that's way out there at all. I think <laughs> what you're describing is what it means to be human. We all know at a fundamental level that quick fixes might feel good in the moment, but they're not going to take us through the long haul. And what does take us through the long haul is our human interaction, the presence that abides. So I, I don't think what you just described is out there at all. I think it speaks to the heart of who we are as human people in community. Great. It actually, it rings with me too. I mean, you say human tendencies, but oh my gosh, our human tendency, I should say my human tendency is just to get so wrapped up in the huge amount of things I have to do. And, you know, some days I just hope that I do recognize when the person in front of me is the one I should just focus on being with at the time, being present and allowing others, someone in front of you is being an extension of that divine. I think over the years, those experiences are what keep me going. And, 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 you know, it's it kept me at slew. There's just been so many of those presence with students and my faculty colleagues. It's been just great. This is this is where we're really good. It's our mission as a university. It is a blessing to others if we can continue to have these conversations because it's fundamentally about why we're here. Absolutely.
Before we wrap this up a little bit, I think it is important to hear how folks are faring. We are coming up on two years of COVID. How is everyone at the School of Nursing faring, students and faculty and clinicians, administrators? You all have been called on to do all kinds of different things. And how are you? I would say that uh, some days better than others, right? You know, I think that if you characterize kind of the overall gist of this experience we've all lived through, it has been very wearing and tearing, uh, tiring uh, on people's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, I think everything has been challenging. At the same time, I guess, you know, there have been gifts also that have come with it. And I do believe that, you know, we have to really focus on human well-being at this point in time, probably in a way that's more um, poignant, more um, focused and intentional than perhaps we would do if we weren't in this situation we're in for the past almost two years now. And one of the things that's also so important, we are um, moving into the well-becoming focus for our faculty and staff in the School of Nursing. We deliberately called it well-becoming versus well-being because of the uh, meaning of those words, well-being. Suffice it to say, would be at one state in time. You might ask me about my well-being today at this moment in time, but my, my process, which I think we've been talking about, of their own evolution as a human being and their own well-being is a becoming process. It's ongoing, it's dynamic, it's changing, it's evolving. And so we went with well-becoming. I love that. Characterizing it not just as um, a dynamic process, but also as a process that needs tending to. I mean, that so speaks to your role in nursing. Thank you. Um, We have a coordinator who happens to be Dr. Joanne Schneider. Joanne and I have had an opportunity in this space when she came forward to really go deeper. And it's just been such a wonderful engagement. And what we say is we can create it. You know, we can't mandate or tell people to come, right? Well-becoming is something that we need to lean into and we need to live that value orientation because we can only be as good as we are for our own selves and our caregiving. The self-care, it's easy and people make these analogies all the time, but if you have an empty pot, there's no tea left, literally, in the teapot to pour out to others, then what are the implications of that for the people that we are called to serve? Relating to what the two of you have said, as this podcast airs, the Friday before this will have been that wellness day on February 11th. And I think it's important to acknowledge that that wellness day was not announced in response to crisis. It was announced as an ongoing realization that well-being, well-becoming isn't something that is reactive. It is something that is the responsible thing to do when we are trying to care for other people. Because as you said so well, Danny, you can't give what you don't have. So in a way, I see that as a gift of COVID. As hard as it is to find gifts (laughs) in that landscape and in that space, it's a gift because maybe we wouldn't have gotten there as quickly as we did had it not been for this. 
Yeah, we were definitely heading to crisis. I mean, the the pace at which life was moving prior to COVID was unsustainable. I mean, not just in a university setting, but in our culture, in our society, in our world. It was, and I, I've heard many people talk about it that way. I think you're right. There have been some hidden gifts and graces. Yes, you know, I think society and, you know, I'm a mental health nurse. And uh, I think that, you know, society had gotten so unbalanced that the pressure that people experience, the internal pressure, the self-negation, never being good enough, all those types of things are, you know, they're out there in the, they're out there in the universe because people are thinking that way. And that has, it has ripple effects and the anxiety and the depression, which, you know, has biological underpinnings, but also has very much psychosocial and spiritual aspects to that phenomenon as well. And then the whole idea of our purpose and meaning and being here and how we think and what we believe and what we value actually does structure our experience. And we've needed to pause and ask ourselves deeper questions. And certainly this has been so stressful for everyone. And at the same time, it has given us that ability to really ask what matters. What strikes me in what you said is not being good enough. That is part of the human condition. And not only is it the core of what pushes us to do what we do, but it, it sort of is manifested in the way we relate to each other. And I do see everything like this pandemic. I see everything. While it might not feel good and there's stresses with it, I really see everything as something from which we can grow. So in other words, it all is for our good. Thank you for the opportunity. This has been really wonderful. Absolutely. So as we wrap up, just a big thank you to the two of you for your time today. A thank you to everyone at the School of Nursing for all you are continuing to do and continuing to give, embodying that higher purpose, greater good. It just specifically, uh, Danny and Joanne, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, Joanne. So for all of you who are listening, thank you for being with us. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at SLU Jesuit Mission. And if you know of a colleague who is living the mission out loud, but seems to be hidden in plain sight, contact us in the Office of Mission and Identity. So until next time, let's remember, especially in this Ignatian year, we are one SLU where mission matters. You can engage the mission intentionally here at SLU and you can encounter it randomly, but good luck graduating without ever touching it in some way. God bless everyone.